to the Laws of Life podcast. I am so excited about this episode. We have our first, not only guest, but our first three guests here on this episode today. Um, And this is just going to be so fun, and I'm so excited to introduce these three ladies to you. So today, we are talking about one of my favorite, 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 favorite topics ever to talk about, which is the Enneagram. And so if you've ever heard me talk about the Enneagram, you know that I could just talk for hours about this um, because it's so fun. And so last week, no, two weeks ago, three of my really close friends came to Colorado all the way from Minnesota to visit me, and it was so fun. We spent the week together and just do a whole bunch of different things, and I just got to show them Colorado, and just um, it was just so much fun. And so we actually were going to record this a couple weeks ago when they were here, but then we just got super busy with stuff, and so I ended up just calling them from Minnesota. But these are some of my three closest friends. I wish I could have all of my friends on my podcast in one episode, but it would be literally so long. Um, but us four spent a lot of time together, and so I thought it was super interesting um, to see kind of how our different relationships flow and how each person kind of brings something different to the group because we spend a lot of time as us four together. So I think this is just going to be super fun, and we all love talking about the Enneagram, and we all just love talking in general. Yeah, I won't lie. We are going to get very off topic in this, especially with Meg. I just listened back to ours and we weren't even talking about the Enneagram for half of it, but it's so fine because I just love her and I love our talks and it's just going to be super fun for you guys to hear this. So yeah, I think to start out, I'm going to tell you a little bit about me as my Enneagram type and then we just did a little mini episode with each of the ladies and then we're going to just put it all into one and this is just going to be fun. We're all very different people. We all have different types. Um, some of us are more different than others. And I think it's just going to be really cool to just kind of see like why. I mean, obviously we know like why we are how we are because that's who God created us to be. But it's also just super interesting to kind of put some words or descriptions or characteristics to the things that make us who we are. And also just they help us explain to other people like, I don't know how to explain how I feel right now, but here's kind of an idea of like why I do. Um, And so, yeah, I think this is just going to be so fun. I've already said that a million times, but it's going to be fun. So I'm going to start out with my type, which is a type five or more specifically a five wing six. So a type five, the title of it is investigator or sometimes I've seen it as like observer too. And then the type six is a loyalist. And then I think those two together that title would be a troubleshooter, which is just like so accurate. And I'm just going to go through some of the things that are just like really spot on that after researching this and researching, it'll make more sense as I explain what my type is. It will make more sense why I've researched this so much. Um, But after researching it more, there's just been so many things. So I've been like, whoa, this is like so spot on for like who I am and why I am and things like this. And some of my favorite things about my type is what I'll share as well. And then I'm also going to share some challenges, things that um, I've been realizing like, wow, I really struggle in this area or I just like really have a hard time articulating this type of thing. And that just has a lot to do with my type or people who are like me. And then I also want to share some good ways to communicate with me and some ways that I communicate with other people. And then I just want to share a couple of do's, like things to do that help me feel valued as a human being and help me feel like you as a person are understanding the different characteristics that make me who I am, if that makes sense. So 
let's just get into it. I don't want to take too much time on me because this is about my friends this episode and like guys, I'm so excited for this. But let's just get into it. So again, my type is a five wing six, the investigator, loyalist, troubleshooter, whatever you want to call me. You can also just call me Janae, that works too. Um, but a couple of the things that I would say are like pretty spot on for my type that I've been researching. And this is kind of a long list, so I'm just gonna read through it. But I love to learn, I love to research and be informed. I do not make any snap decisions. Every decision pretty much that I make has a lot, a, a lot of thought that goes into it. It's a very long process, which can be good and which can also be bad. But I think in most, most decision making situations, I think I really appreciate that I don't just, you know, go with my gut feeling all the time. Um, and we'll get into that later. But I'm also just very naturally curious. And it's actually interesting. I just look things up all the time. Like, I actually wrote about this in my personal statement that I wrote um, when applying to law school. And I've had so many conversations with people who are like, I wonder why this is, or I wonder how that happens. And then they leave it there. And I'm like, wait, are we not going to like talk about the rest of this conversation? Like, we only just like pose the question. That's like the tip of the iceberg. And I actually was at a law school visit with my best friend, Anna. Anna, you might remember this, but we were talking with people about COVID. It was like the very beginning of everything. Our school visit was like March 6th, I think. And so it was before everything shut down, like the week before my flight left from Colorado to Minnesota, like right before everything hit the fan. So it was just like very good timing, but also probably kind of scary because things were going on that we didn't really realize and we were just traveling all over the place. But anyways, we were having a conversation about COVID and we were actually talking with another admitted student who was like, oh, I wonder like when the first flu outbreak came about, like did things shut down like this? What was it like? And obviously it was like back in the, actually, I don't even know. It was probably 1800s, maybe even earlier than that when like the first big flu outbreak came. And then everyone was like, whoa, that's such a good question. Like, obviously that's kind of like a normal thing in our society now, but like, was it like so debilitating to the society like COVID is right now? And then everyone moved on and I was like, wait, whoa, wait, wait, that's like a big question. And like, I want to know, are we just like not gonna ask why? And everyone was like, eh, I don't know. And so I got out Google, you know, obviously pulled out my phone in the middle of this event. And I was just like, well, I need to know, like if other people don't wanna know, like I'm gonna find out for myself because this is interesting to me. And so I actually wrote about that in my personal statement and like my essays and stuff applying to law school is just like, I don't like to leave things unanswered. And like, we have so many resources and just it's like books and just libraries full of information that like is just not looked at and so we just like wonder questions all the time but we never like actually find out the answers and some things I will admit are better to just leave unanswered because sometimes answers are really painful and answers are really you know they let you down and they don't you don't exactly get to find out what you were hoping for but in the most, in most cases, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna look it up. And so um, that's something that uh, my friends can probably <laughs> attest to. I say that all the time, well, I'm gonna find out. Or I just say like, why? Or like, why don't we look it up? Um, so that's something that I really love about my type because it makes me very naturally curious. Um, I'm also a bookworm and I'm also a bookworm. So I love to read, just love to take in information continuously. 
And another thing about my type is that I give great advice because I tend to be fairly well informed about things and I like to gather information and really think through things before I tell people things. And so it's not just like, oh, here's some advice that I just randomly thought of. It's like I really put time into like thinking about what you asked me to look into or, you know, and I don't really answer people right away often. I like ask if I can take some time to think or things like that, which I think is really valuable. Um, I'm super organized. I have really good discernment. And so this is something um, that I've also seen in my faith walk a lot is I just have pretty good ideas of like what's right and what's wrong. And I can usually just feel when something doesn't feel right. And uh, again, with like advice and things like that, I think that's really served me well in a lot of areas because I can just say like, no, this doesn't feel right. Or like this isn't right because I know it's not right. And that has saved me from a lot of situations and I'm not going to say I'm perfect and I don't always know what's right or wrong I've made my fair share of mistakes but I think that's something that I really love about my type and I think also because like when studying the bible like I look very deeply into things and so I actually want to see like what does Jesus say about this like is it wrong or is it right um and that has to do with my researching again I am also a problem solver. I'm easily entertained by spending time alone. I love that about myself. It's really hard for me to get lonely, like really, really hard. I love to be alone. I, I do like people. I think I talked about this in another one of my episodes, but I just like, I, I can be entertained doing almost anything or absolutely nothing. Like just like sitting and thinking is very relaxing to me. I watch the sunset almost every night from my balcony and it's very relaxing and I'm not bored at all. And I don't do anything either. Like, sometimes I'll listen to music, but usually I'll just sit there. Um, I'm pretty hardworking. My brain is always moving. I'm very active um, physically, and just, like, my brain is very active. And I'm really good at setting boundaries with people. So I know how much I can handle, and I know how much is okay for me to take on. I know what boundaries are not okay to cross between friends and in relationships and things like that. So I'm really good at setting those boundaries. So, yeah, that's kind of a long list, but that's just kind of a little bit about me and the things that I really love about being a five wing six and just like the things that kind of make me me and like that I really appreciate. Um, Going into some challenges, um, not even like challenges, just things that I have noticed about myself or, you know, upon further research, I have noticed that like these are things that I struggle with. And so I am almost never uninformed, which can lead to me just having preconceived notions about people or about things before I even really get to know like more the emotional side of things rather than like the factual side of things or analytical um which can be really hard and (laughs) this is just kind of a funny one I hate surprises like I hate 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 surprises I recently graduated in May and also had a birthday and Um, A couple of my best friends and my mom, they put on a birthday parade and graduation parade, which was really, really fun. And it didn't freak me out as much as like walking into a room full of people hiding behind couches and screaming at you. Like I would probably cry and then probably leave too. Like I wouldn't even know like what to do with myself. So if you're ever, if you're listening to this and you're ever thinking of planning me a surprise party, like do not do it or just do it and then like hint at it enough where I figure it out. But I did. I was actually at my house in Monona with my roommate Danny, who's going to be on this podcast later, and I saw like a message come up from Anna, and so I kind of knew that they were like doing something. So that whole week of my birthday and graduation, I just had kind of prepared myself 
to not be taken off guard by whatever was coming and Danny I never told you that or Anna so there you go um but it just like was a lot better for me because I didn't freak out anyways so I hate surprises um I can also be very skeptical about things and too logical so sometimes I try to make things make more sense when they just really don't and I've also seen that a lot in faith where like sometimes things just like truly don't make sense but you just have to like trust that it's going to work and I've struggled with that um, a little bit and um, in relationships especially like romantic relationships I really struggle to like not just like make things go according to a timeline or just like make sense logically and I'm just like very skeptical about things that don't make sense or things that I don't fully know about and that has been really really hard and like kind of detrimental in a lot of situations for me and I can admit that and it takes a lot for me to want to hang out with people this sounds really bad but once I am with people it's fine but since I do love being alone so much and just processing and thinking and just like spending time alone that's where I get my energy I'm an introvert I do not get my energy from groups of people or by doing things with people I'm sorry but I just don't and it takes a lot for me to like want to hang out with people but once I'm there it's fine I am often silent which I was just actually talking about this um, with my roommate but I am like very very comfortable in silence and I recognize that a lot of people aren't and so I've had to get better at just not forcing people to also be silent and um, just like getting out of my comfort zone in that way because it's uncomfy for a lot of people. I hate small talk. Like if I don't have anything to say, I'm not going to say it at all because I don't know. It's just, yeah. Anyways, uh, people sometimes need to figure things out for themselves. So I, because I am pretty informed, I like giving advice. Sometimes I struggle when I people don't ask for my advice. And if people don't ask for my advice, I'm usually not going to give it unless that person has asked me to be honest with them about certain things and or if they're a really close friend of mine and it is like my job as a good friend to call them out on things or stuff, stuff like that. If it's a situation like that, I truly will bring things up but in a lot of situations I end up holding my tongue because I just need to realize that people need to figure things out for themselves and it's not always my job to be the one to fix people's problems or steer them in the right direction and that's really really hard for me and I've noticed that I really struggle with that. And a big fear of uh, type 5 is the fear of being useless or incapable um, and it's just like really hard for me sometimes and I'm like well if I don't know this like they're not going to want me around or I have no use here. Or if I fail at something, it's just like really scary. So that's something that I really struggle with too. I'm a very private person. I don't share much with many people, which I think can be good. But also like it takes a long time for me to trust people and like open up to people because I think I've also just been like hurt by a lot of people. But also just like because so many of my thoughts are internal, I don't feel the need to share with people until like it becomes something that other people need to know. But that's also not always good. Um, I drain really, really easily and I have a lot of anxiety and fear and lack of trust, like I said, just because I fear being incapable of things and so I work super, super hard and just to like prove myself or to like sharpen my skills in certain ways, which causes a lot of anxiety. And so, yeah, those are just some, you know, good things and bad things about my type and really quickly, um, Gretch actually 
introduced me to the like growth and stress areas of each type and so my first my stress area is a type 7 and so I can become very hyperactive and scattered so this is where a lot of my anxiety comes from is because I feel like I have to like do so much and like learn so much that I just pack so much in and then I become super stressed and just like hyper active and just like all over the place and so like today I worked you know the whole day and then I had to get some exercise in and then I had to plan for this podcast and I had to do the podcast and then I literally got to 10 p.m. and I was like wait I haven't eaten yet and so I just like things like that where I just like really put my like actual like mental health and like physical well-being on the back burner in order to like get things done and to be successful and so that's something and then I become super scattered and then I get overwhelmed and so I don't actually do any of the things I was supposed to do when I get in that state so that's definitely my stress area Um, my growth area is a type 8 and this is when I I, as a type 5 can become really self-confident and decisive and so when I'm really knowledgeable in an area or when I feel really strong, strongly about something, for example, advocacy in any terms, when I become really, really informed about advocacy and other people's struggles and the inequities in our society, I become really, really passionate about that. And then I become really driven and self-confident. And so I'm able to make decisions and, you know, move forward in that way. When a lot of times I actually just don't share my thoughts until asked, or I just like kind of hang back a little bit. Um, so that's definitely my growth areas when I really do feel like I know something and I have the authority to speak on it or I'm given the space to speak on it, I do so really confidently and decisively. So so here is a couple of things to do to really like respect who I am as a person and I don't know if you know that much about type fives or six or five wing six. And so these are just a couple of things that really make me feel like valued and that people understand me. And so here's just like a really quick list. Um, but respect my alone time and the time that I need to recharge and like don't question it. And recognize that not getting an immediate response from me does not mean that I'm ignoring you, does not mean that I don't value what you're saying. It just means that I need time to process and actually think about it instead of just giving a snap response that honestly isn't going to be what I truly feel. And then encourage me to share my ideas with people and encourage me to like speak out and like actually ask me that question because the chances are I'm not going to say it um, if I'm not asked unless I feel very, very strongly about it. And then last one is don't push me too far emotionally. Like don't push me too far quickly or too far in general because that's really, really hard for me to like open up emotionally and be vulnerable. And so when people push me to do that, it's really, really annoying to me so yeah that is just a little bit about me and then before we get into the other little sections of this this is gonna be a long one but it's okay we're all in quarantine what are you gonna do um i'm gonna go into my current favorite something i'm loving okay so the something i'm loving this week is a food item which is crazy. So I hate donuts. Like I've never liked donuts really, unless it's like Krispy Kreme, because you know, you just gotta eat a Krispy Kreme. But I am currently loving churros. So like Mexican donuts, so good. Wow, I don't know why, but like they're just kind of like my guilty pleasure lately. And if you know me, I'm pretty much gluten-free. And so actually this weekend, 
I tried to make at my sister's house like gluten-free churros and they're actually pretty good the shape was just really weird because I didn't have a piping bag and so they're just kind of like uh, I don't know my sister said they looked like brats <laughs> um, but they were really good so if you're looking for any gluten-free recipes hit me up but that is my something I'm loving all right so we have our first guest for this episode Gretchen Life otherwise known as Gretch in my world um, but I'm so happy to have you here Gretch if you want to just kind of introduce yourself who you are what you're doing where you're going some cool places soon um, and then just talk a little bit about your Enneagram type that would be great. Yeah. Hi. I'm so excited to be on a podcast. Whoa. <laughs> um, so yes, I'm Gretch. Um, about me, uh, we'll start with like the bare basics. I just finished my third year of college at Winona State with Janae. Um, well, kind of. You graduated. I True. didn't. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I'm taking a year off because I'm training in the military. So I'm in the Army National Guard. So I'll be away from August till mid-February. Um, yeah, right now I'm currently working as a nanny slash PCA, which is a personal care attendant or assistant, either way. So I am spending the majority of my time with another family and taking care of them and it's so fun and I feel like it's preparing me for hopefully my future as a mother <laughs> so someday <laughs> uh yeah that's fun um about the Enneagram 7 because that's what I am a 7 is the enthusiast um my wing is an 8 so they actually have titles for like the wings so 7 wing 8 is the realist um i always think of iggy's song really real um, <laughs> oh gosh yeah um it's but if you want the whole thing oh no thank you <laughs> um so about the enthusiast basically an overview of them is they love to seek adventure they're spontaneous um they like variety you have to like i love to try a little bit of everything um and that I can go with like anything in life, especially with food. I love to try a little bit of everything in one meal. So <laughs> that's why I'm a big snacker because I like a little bit of this and a little bit of that. <laughs> um, Isn't that also same... a song? A little bit of this, a little bit of that. No, Is it? Okay. I don't know. <laughs> Sorry. We're turning this into a radio. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to sing no. a little. Dude, for real. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's like the overview. Um, I think like one of the biggest fears of a seven is that they won't be fulfilled with the varieties that they're seeking and that they're missing out of something and they're not getting that satisfaction that they thought they could find. So mm. do you um, have like yeah. an example in your life where that's like kind of come out? Mm hmm. Yeah. So the biggest thing for me is that I seek variety in like a broad perspective. So um, a big thing I've mentioned before is I, you know, went to college. I tried that out. And after the first year of that, I was like, oh, maybe I'll join the military. And then I was like, no, no, no. <laughs> Stick with that. I remember that day we were in the cafeteria and you're like, guys, I don't think I want to go to college anymore. <laughs> and we were like, okay. <laughs> Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. I get like big ideas and then they fade after time. 
Um, so that was one of them. And then, you know, the next year comes and I'm like, okay, I've done two years of college. Now what? Now I want to go to beauty school and I wanted to go to Aveda and practice cosmetology. And then I even toured there and I was like, oh, if I, you know, drop out now, then I'll go at this month or this semester, or whatever. And then I was like, whoa, stick with one thing. So I, I'm very much like, that's kind of how I think. Um, and then, yeah, so now it's funny because I'm actually in the military now, but, Right. um, it took a lot of thought for me and it actually was one of few decisions that wasn't spontaneous. So that's another thing about sevens is that a lot of things I decide are spontaneous. Um, because if I don't decide now, I'm not going to decide. Um, so yeah, that's an example of my life
Like I'm already getting ready for bed. Um, so that's where I become like a one. But then if I'm like, oh, wow, that's super cool. Like I put aside, you know, myself and I become like spontaneous, like a seven, or I can grow and become like a five and become very investigative and like, oh, you know, why, why do you want to do this for Danny? Like what makes you like that? And so, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. You definitely like ask a lot of questions to see like people's like motivations or like what Mm -hmm. makes them like interested in things, which is really cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Are there any other like challenges that you found like through researching your type that have kind of come up or that you're like, Hmm, I do do that. Or like, I do struggle with that. Yeah. So one of the the big challenges as a seven is that we seek so much adventure and experience to fill us up. And the main reason is to avoid the pains in life or to avoid any emotion that isn't fun or new and exciting um, or pleasuring, I guess you could say. So even little things like going to work would be something that is pleasurable for me and dismisses the fact that I might be like experiencing something emotional or painful in the background. Mm. Um, And so uh, another thing that is supposed to like help sevens is we need to slow our minds down and take a break from all the activities that our mind is so focused on. And we need to slow down and journal or go for a walk alone um, without music, that's something I've been doing lately, or even driving without music, because even that fills my head when in reality I just need to think my thoughts, if that makes sense. Hmm. Yeah, um, that's interesting. So a challenge I have is just addressing my own thoughts um, and, you know, going for a run and thinking about it or journaling or even talking to someone in like a serious manner instead of yeah, this was my day kind of thing. Yeah, that's super yeah. interesting. Mm-hmm. Dang, cool. Yeah. I have a couple more questions. Um, the first one is, like, what is a good way to communicate with a type 7 or, I guess, 8 either way? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a good question. I haven't thought or about that. I guess, that. like, what are things that you wish people knew in, like, addressing conflict or mm-hmm. just, like, bringing up anything – Mm-hmm. that might require more than like a surface level conversation. Yeah. I think a big thing, this is kind of, it goes for communication with anyone. You have to see beyond their surface rea- reactions or behaviors. So it doesn't help when someone's like, oh, why do you just want to go have fun all the time? Like, why can't you just sit here and talk? And it's like, well, that's not the issue. The issue is what I want to talk about, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so a good way to communicate with me is finding that good moment, like having that discernment and find that moment to ask a deeper question and to ask it in a way that is not uh, not judgmental or not like where you're coming on too strong. I don't know a word mm. for that. Yeah. But yeah. Um, that would be how you would communicate with me, at least as a seven. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's hard to find those moments, though. So mm-hmm. you've got to be like a close friend, you know, that you have a sleepover with and the movie's dying down and it's, you know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, that's good. That's good. So what are ways like that you, I mean, like if you're explaining how you communicate as a type seven with Mm -hmm. me as like a type five, like what's something that we should know about type sevens? Oh, um, well, considering when a seven is in their growth zone, like a five, I think a good thing to notice is that when a five or when a seven is uh, asking a lot of questions or becoming super involved in the other person, that's going to be more like a better conversation. Um, Otherwise, it's easy for sevens to kind of be scatterbrained and Mm -hmm. talk all around the place and be like, oh, like what you just said reminds me of this and it can be totally unrelated, but it just makes for like kind of a fun conversation and it's really easy to make conversation with anyone if you're a seven, I think, because you can find anything to talk about mm-hmm. um, and you can relate it to anything. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, that's cool though. Okay. Okay. So my last question is a question I'm going to ask everyone, but you're the mm-hmm. first person. So um, okay. what is like the most ideal date or like, fun day out or like what's like the ideal situation for a type seven like what are things that you love to do Ooh, that's good i love to try new things so i think a fun day would be doing something active and kind of risky Mm -hmm. you know there's always if there's a risk component it's fun okay um (laughs) I cannot relate to that at all. (laughs) (laughs) I like to do things where it's like, should I do this? And it's like, probably not. And then it's like, do it. I'm going to do it. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, if it's something like that, I'll do it. Um, But because we like variety, there has to be other things within the day. So like trying a new restaurant or maybe if that the other experience was a lot, maybe trying a new or the same restaurant but a new food or Mm. something like that um i'm i don't know about all sevens but i'd like to be with friends that i know on a day like this but sometimes maybe it's like oh let me introduce you to my new friend for you know an hour or two while they show us around this new town we haven't been to that would be fun um yeah Okay. Um, <laughs> what's the most like spontaneous thing that you can talk about on this podcast mm-hmm. that you've done, <laughs> <laughs> or like most like out there thing? <laughs> oh boy! Oh, I have a terrible experience. <laughs> <laughs> I've shared this before with a few people, um, but one time I it was at college, and I must have been like sitting in the desk in the res halls and. Um, a girl walks in and her nails are done and she has just beautiful long nails okay I'm gonna say her name because it's so funny it's okay. Becky <laughs> <laughs> oh love you girl for listening to <laughs> oh Becky if you ever listen to this your nails I love them <laughs> so she had just like really long fake nails and they were painted black and I was like they just look so good on her and I desired them so bad. Like, I wanted long nails that were painted, and I just wanted to do my hair with them and stuff like that. And so I was like, I'm getting my nails done. And even though, like, I couldn't make the appointment till like, the next week, you bet I didn't think about it. I just knew I was going to do it. <laughs> and so I went to get my nails done, and they made them so long. Like, I was like, 
like afterwards I literally cried I was like Gretchen what did you do oh you can't be a PE teacher with super long nails okay I also forgot to mention this I'm studying health ed and FIAD so yeah I can't you know throw a football and write notes and carry the archery set with all these fake nails and so uh, <laughs> and so I cried because I was like why did I just spend $45 on this and I don't even like them and so I went back 10 minutes later and I said cut them oh my gosh <laughs> so they trimmed them and it cost another $10 and then I was like I'll keep them for the week and then I had to go back and get them paid to take it off and just it was the worst spontaneous decision I ever made, so that's kind I don't of funny. I've never heard that story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> was that last? That time? yeah, that prevents me from getting my nails done anymore unless it's you know like a wedding. I was gonna but say every time that you're like, oh, I kind of want to get my nails done, you think like very long about it, and you're like, wait, mm-hmm. no, I don't need them. Like, I'm very indecisive. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. <laughs> unless I'm spontaneous, and then I'm like, ha. And then you're like, do oh, it. I just won't do anything if I can't <laughs> Yes, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. so funny. That's a, such a funny story and, like, very Gretchen. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, anything else that you want to tell us mm-hmm. about Seven Wing Eight? What was the title of it again? A Seven Wing Eight is the realist, but okay. a Seven overall is the enthusiast. Right. So anything else that you want to tell us about you, your type? Um, one thing I made a few notes. Yeah. Uh, so I said one thing about sevens is that we should try to be content and satisfied with what we have. And the ability to reach that is definitely a gift from God because Mm -hmm. it's very easy to seek outward experiences or activities to bring pleasure. But, um, it's very challenging to be content with what I have. As far as, you know, experiences or activities go, um, I know you probably know about me, like I'm a very crafty person uh, and I bounce around in my crafts. And so to be content with, you know, what I have made and to use the materials I have instead of trying something new is a challenge. But to actually like find fulfillment in that is definitely a gift um, from God. So, yeah. yeah, that's so good. That's so good. Cause yeah, like ultimately like your, your fulfillment and your joy, like all of that comes from the Lord, not from like Mm -hmm. real things or experiences. So yeah, yeah, that's it. And that's just a good reminder for everyone and every type, but Mm -hmm. yeah, for real. Good. Cool. Cool. Well, thanks for coming on. This is really fun. Yeah. Yeah, of our the four people who are on this podcast today i feel like we are the most different and so this is really interesting to see like talk about our types um but it's really cool because we complement each other well so yes i know it was so fun i'm so excited to see what your growth zone is like what number you go towards cool well yeah i don't have anything else for you if you don't have anything else for me i don't i want to thank you for having me on the pod of course my pleasure honestly it's been uh kind of lonely just me talking and i feel like people are probably sick of hearing just my voice so this is cool yeah that other yeah. people can get they're out. like get some new new voices and they're like janae you're so boring and you sound the same all the time you have nothing new to say <laughs> just practice so, yeah. your voice inflection a lot 
See, I was an actress, so I definitely could. But also, I feel like when I just like get into a topic, I'm just like, go, 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 go. You know what you could do? Like Meg, you're going to have Meg on the pod. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Definitely. She's going to sing some of her words. Mm -hmm. So you can start doing that. I do sometimes, honestly. I do like catch myself doing it. I'm like, Janae, shut up. This is so (laughs) so weird. I'm turning into Meg. But I know when you live with her for like get a little Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We'll get a little taste, just a little bit. Yes. I can't wait. Well, well, she's actually coming on five minutes ago. So um (laughs) I'm gonna let you go. But thank you so much for coming on and talking about type seven Mm -hmm. slash eight slash, you know, all the things. It's been really interesting to hear about. But yeah, thank you. Yes, thank you for having me. Okay, so before we get into the next segment, I just really quickly wanted to just pop in and do my um, little something I'm learning segment. So here it is. So something that I've been learning this week has been that it's okay to not always have the answers. It's okay to say, I don't know, and then come back later. So as a type five, like I'm talking about here in this podcast is I often just feel like I should know the answer to things, but I'm, there's usually people out there who know a lot more on almost every subject um, in your life. And so like, it's kind of like weird to think of it that way, but also it's good to just like let other people educate you. And so especially in like advocacy work, there's a lot of stuff that I am pretty educated about, but I've also just been learning um, with some of like the anti-Semitism stuff that's been coming out this week. I've been learning a lot about that that I didn't even know about. And like that is not my religious identity. Like that's not where my faith lies, but also like they are people and they deserve rights and that no one deserves to be treated differently. And so I've just been learning a lot about like making space for people who actually have the answers and actually know what they're talking about um, because it's not always going to be you it's not always going to be me so that is the something i'm learning that's a little bit deeper one than my asparagus one last week but yeah let's get back into it all right so for our next guest we have meg piney um so i'm so happy that you're on here with me and if you want to just take a little bit of time to introduce yourself um talk a little bit about who you are where you're going your type yeah take it away well, hello, Janae. I am honored to be on the podcast. Um, so I want everyone to remember me when Janae's famous. Oh my gosh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but as she said, my name is Meg. It's so lovely to grace your ears. Um, <laughs> I am studying to be a teacher. Um, I will be a Spanish teacher and I will also be licensed in K through six elementary. Um, a big part of my life, I love to just advocate for those who don't have a seat at the table. Um, and in my career and oftentimes that looks like is um, advocating for um, people who speak English as a second language, um, especially working in areas of, of Spanish speaking communities and just hopping on that horse and trying my best to do what the Lord tells me to do. Um, <laughs> preach it. Um, I am a type three, which is so fun and exciting, which is the achiever. Um, but more specifically, I'm a three wing two, which is the charmer, according to the Enneagram Institute, which is so exciting. Um, I definitely 
identify, I guess I don't identify in being a three, but can definitely see a lot of qualities um, that threes have in myself. Um, so uh, the Enneagram website talks a lot about how threes, their basic desire is to feel valuable, to feel worthwhile. I definitely would agree and maybe would tack on to the end of that, um, like feeling productive, feeling like I got something done for the day. Um, it's pretty much, I don't know, I guess kind of how I operate. Cool. Do you have like certain challenges that like while researching your Enneagram type that have like kind of come out where you're like, hmm, I do kind of like struggle in that area or like this is kind of like a good way to explain some of those like growth areas that you go through? Yes, for sure. I think how it talks about like the growth, my growth is a six and my stress is a nine. And I definitely could not have put it to words, I would say, but um, I definitely agree with like my stress being a nine um, because nines are um, the peacemaker. They're easygoing, um, reassuring, agreeable, pretty complacent. These are the words that um, are on the website. And I definitely could see how um, someone who is like that would just drive me up a wall. <laughs> they drive me a little crazy, but obviously we all have our own, you know, strengths and weaknesses. And mm-hmm. yeah. not, to, not to just rag on nines, but if you're a nine, just know. Just Do we know any nines? I, I don't. So. Maybe. Maybe there's a reason for that. Um, True. <laughs> but I do think, like, I have a tendency to view someone who is um, complacent or, you know, like, agreeable as someone who's maybe instead of in their, their mind, they're very like reassuring, agreeable, easygoing. But in my mind, they're like a pushover. Um, they don't really have a backbone. Like in like, that's kind of, I think kind of how I identify in that. Um, and definitely it says like the growth versus stress and nines definitely stress me out. <laughs> okay. Interesting. Interesting. So do you have any like specific examples of things that it's so, like, for instance, one of my like challenge areas is that like I really struggle to like not or I struggle like when I'm too informed about certain things and so sometimes it just takes me forever to make any kind of decision um do you have any like specific examples of things in your life that you've kind of seen like things that are part of your type kind of like hold you back yeah I would say that I am much more satisfied with like my progress in the day or whatever if they're like short-term goals that I can like start and finish in a day um long-term projects like frustrate me um and when people additionally like on to that is that like people who don't make decisions frustrate me because (laughs) I in my mindset just want to get the ball rolling get it going get it done um and in their mind they're probably like well we want to make a good decision we want to be careful we don't want to just like have a knee-jerk reaction but in my head I had definitely have a tendency to interpret it as like oh they're just taking their time they're being lazy like let's just get the party started you know Mm -hmm. have you ever felt that way with me (laughs) it's okay yeah no I don't honestly I don't think so because I think (laughs) that we are very similar in like we do just want to get the stuff done we just have Mm -hmm. a different like plan of a plan of attack yeah that's true that's so true yeah Gretchen and I were just talking a little bit about that how sometimes she's like I don't know. I sometimes I just don't care. And so I'm just like, oh, I'll just make a decision later or something like that. And mm. I'm like, hey, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, nope. I can't do that. I can't mm-hmm. do that. See, in my head, just make a choice. Move along with your life. Um, keep the party going. But, you know. <laughs> keep the party going. Yeah, you're definitely uh, the life of the party, would you say? Oh, uh, I mean. Oh, I sure. <laughs> I suppose you could say that. Yeah, no, you definitely are. And it's just like so fun to be around you all the time because you're just like, 
you know what, whatever we're doing, we're just gonna have fun, we're gonna, we're gonna dance, we're gonna sing, and also something to know about Meg is that she's always singing, like, half of her sentences are not yeah. spoken. Yeah. Wanna give <laughs> us, like, a little example? Very true! Yeah, it'll just probably like just that. naturally happen. <laughs> I know, I'm yeah. trying to be cognizant of, hey, you're being recorded, don't sound like a dummy right now. So. <laughs> hey, no thing, this is just, uh, just us chatting, just us as friends. People hear me ramble every week, and, you know. And we love it, we live for it. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so what is your like favorite thing about a type three? I think my favorite thing about being a type three is that um, we just have a tendency to be very like get it done, very driven. Mm-hmm. Um, another, I don't know if you've heard of like the strengths quest um, yeah. when you get like your top five strengths out of like 35. Um, one of mine is called an activator. And so that means you just love to get the, to get the game plan going, to get the ball rolling, um, to start spitting out ideas. And I think that's very, also very three of me um, mm-hmm. to just start, to just start. And like, in my, in my head, I would rather just start word vomit you know, whatever the process may be, and then like come back and refine and polish it up. Whereas I definitely can see how other people have a tendency to just like want to have that refined thought in their head first, where Mm -hmm. I'm kind of the opposite, where I like to, you know, verbally process and do that sort of a thing. Yeah, that's good. That's good. What? Okay. I have a couple of questions for you. So in like terms of communication, I know you love that word so much. Um, in terms of communication, if it's like, you know, surrounding either like conflict or just like a tough conversation that goes beyond like a surface level, quick chat or whatever, yeah. what is a good way for people to communicate with type threes? Or I'll ask a follow-up question after that. I think the best way to talk to a type three is to just talk, mm-hmm. um, to just sit down and whether it takes 20 minutes or 20 hours, that's a little dramatic, but to just get through the conversation, um, I find it definitely very frustrating when people are like processing inside where I'm like, mm-hmm. bring me through it, walk me through beside you, show me what you're thinking, how you got from here to here, from there to there. Um, like I, especially in those difficult conversations, like, um, like if you're defining the relationship or like those like <laughs> awkward, like high intensity, like, oh goodness gracious, there's appears to be a lot on the line, you know, where I'm like, oh, hey, just a lot on the bro, line. <laughs> bro, bro, come here, come here, come here. Just tell me what you're thinking. Just bring me through it. Because I think the best thing that you can do in communication with a three is, um, to leave no room for confusion. Mm. That's good. To say say what you mean and mean what you say. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's so good. And so like, if you are trying to have some kind of tough conversation with me as a five, what are things that like I can expect from you a type three besides like just being direct? I think you can always expect a type three, especially me as a person to just, if it's like a hard conversation, I probably have a very firm stance in what I want Mm -hmm. um, and like what, like whether that's, you know, politics or something related to the Bible or um, bigger, bigger topics other than just like, how's your day? Um, (laughs) Thanks for asking. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. Um, (laughs) But past like those kind of surface level conversations, um, you can always expect me to kind of already have a stance on it um, and to be just I 
would rather plow through a conversation and then end like have an end result. Whereas I think like you and like knowing you personally, you like to kind of self-reflect, think on your own and then come with like how you're feeling. Whereas I will just tell you every feeling that enters my brain. (laughs) (laughs) That's very true. I can speak from experience. That's true. But also it's really good because sometimes it takes me I mean, okay, if we're just using, let's just use this example that you brought up of like defining the relationship. Okay, so if this is me in this situation, it's going to take me six weeks to get through that conversation. (laughs) Like we're going to have about eight conversations in those six weeks, you know, because I'm going to be like, well, we both need to reflect. We both need to, and this is literally, you know this, like this has literally happened to me before. And so, and you were like, girl, you just need to get it done. Like (laughs) get it going. Yeah, where you would sit down with an hour and you'd be like, is it happening or is it not? If it's not, like, I'm going to move on. Just, literally. <laughs> mm-hmm. See, I think what kills me is the waiting. Like, I hate yeah. the waiting game. Um, I don't like, especially in, like, those decision-making, like, we're talking in this in this example of, like, defining the relationship. I keep saying it so funny, but it's <laughs> kind of a funny concept to talk about. You're right, but, you're right. Um, especially because we've been. I'm sorry, just so, so, so single. <laughs> we're so single. <laughs> If there are any good Christian men listening to this podcast right yeah, now, hey, my Instagram up. is at Meg Piney, M-E-G-P-E-I-N-E. Yeah, if you want to follow her, um, you can find her on my Insta too if you can't spell that. But she's um, single and absolutely. she's high and she's fun. So, and she loves heard the it Lord, here. So I love the Lord and I'm also very hot. So feel yeah. free to hit yeah. me yeah. up. <laughs> Oh, where are we going with this? Oh, man. Where were we? What were we even talking about? Defining the relationship. That's right. (laughs) Or having a difficult – or maybe, like, you're confronting a friend about um, maybe they've been – they said something really hurtful to you, whatever it may be. I would prefer to just start and end the confrontation Mm -hmm. um, where I feel like you are – better resting in the unknown where I just like I need to have the answer and I need to have it right now and I want to know immediately yeah that's so true because I'm like someone who's like well I don't want to like offend them by confronting them and then I'm like well maybe it's just all in my head and so then I'm like I'm journaling and I'm like did I do something wrong (laughs) Lord show me no where I'm like sit down buckwheat we're having a conversation That's so true. Is that a timer? This will take me 20 minutes if you cooperate. Mm -hmm. And thankfully, like, you and I have never had any conflict, so we've never had to have one of those conversations (laughs) because I don't think it would go well. (laughs) No, I think we just stare at each other, and I'd be like, Janae, what are you feeling? And And you'd be like, like, I I feel nothing. I'm fine. I don't know. Everything is fine. I just need 20 (laughs) minutes to reflect, and I'm like, I don't have 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. But it's, like, so good because I feel like since – I mean, honestly, we've only been friends for, like, probably a year and a half, Mm -hmm. right? I remember because yeah, we went to like, uh, we... Southland uh, for people listening. It's a church that we went to back home for mm-hmm. a year, two years, whatever. Um, and we went to Southland over winter break, my second to last year of school and your first year. Yeah, my freshman year. So we're probably yeah. about a year and a half. And that's the day we became friends. Boom. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know where I was going with this. Oh, yeah. So like we haven't even been friends for that long, but I feel like we just like have like connected so well you have just like pulled things out of me where you're like girl just say what you're trying to say and then sometimes <laughs> i'm like girl don't say everything that you need to say, feel like you need to say don't you think about what you're about to say for a little bit mm-hmm. so i feel like we've like balanced each other pretty well but i think that's yeah. i don't know that's really good about friendships and like gretchen and i were just talking about that too like i feel like of the four of us we're probably like the most opposite people just like mm-hmm. in terms of personality and just like on the Enneagram and things like you that. You and Gretchen or me and you? I think me and Gretchen. Okay. Yeah, I think you and I are actually pretty similar. Um, but we were just I talking agree. about how like it's so important to have people that aren't like exactly like you 100% of the time because y'all would kill each other and you get super 
bored with each other and then you'd be competing to yep. be the best type five. <laughs> no, for real. If, if, mm. if our entire friend group, you know, out of us, um, Gretchen and Danny, if we were all threes, like oh we would all just be constantly competing. I think is really what it would turn into. Really, um, I think that it, would be scary. Oh yes. And, but we would definitely get something done. That's for sure. True. <laughs> we change the world. Not that Probably. we're not already. <laughs> we already do, but that would just be, a, you know, True. True. Anyways, okay, so we talked about <laughs> this is like every conversation between Meg and I. We just like, I don't know. We like we'll get we always, on FaceTime. Yeah. We're like, we're gonna st- talk about this really quick for like 10 minutes. She FaceTimed me last night to ask me about a rug that she wanted to get. <laughs> and well, first of all, I just like wasn't on my phone, but I wouldn't have answered anyways because then we would have talked until like 2 a.m. You know. So. Uh, yep. And then we ended up texting for like another hour about Yeah, and I was like, I'm off the grid. <laughs> I was like, no, you're not. Tell me what you're rug like, Wait, you bought. Wait, look at these prints. And I'm like, oh, they're so cute. <laughs> Redecorating her room currently. Anyways. Okay. Wow. So we talked about communication. Um, okay. So something I talked about in my segment a little bit was like things that people can do to like make me feel valued or appreciated as like type five. For instance, like respecting my alone time and like what I need to do to recharge, which like you're really good at. You're like, you need to be alone go do it, you know, or like not pushing me too far emotionally. Cause that's hard for me or like things like that. Are there things that you as like a type three would want people to know that like would be like very respectful or like make you feel valued as a person? Yes. I think for me, the first thing that comes to mind is like, you just need to know that I'm always going to be talking. And so <laughs> even though and from your perspective, you might just truly just be genuinely listening. But if you're not engaging in the conversation with me, I feel like I'm, you know, uh, kind of just imposing you or putting you out, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so just being willing to engage with me. Um, and even if it's just like, what do you think? And then letting me ramble for 45 minutes. Um, it definitely before. has <laughs> definitely has a way to make me feel a little bit engaged um and because i i don't know if it's necessarily a meg thing or a three thing and maybe somewhere in the middle um but i just i obviously love to talk and i love to just share and i love to include other people and get different perspectives and just kind of hear what everybody else is thinking and so um i have a tendency to process and think out loud and so if you really want to help me know where you're at also processing out loud is really, really helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, another good thing, um, I hate silence. I hate it. I <laughs> I'm absolutely so sorry. Hate it. <laughs> like, if, and so like, obviously that is not like, some people like to have alone time. See the difference, like Janae, you need like a full, like three days to just like <laughs> really recharge. Mm-hmm. I need about three hours. So, um, of alone time, because I just, I don't know. I don't really, I just, I'm like, what? I'm so boring. Let's hang out with somebody else. <laughs> and if maybe you find yourself in that position and you're hanging out with a three, you're a friend with a three, you're dating a three, whatever it may be. Um, just like being upfront and being like, I would love to hang out with you, but I need time to recharge. You should text me at this time because then I, like I said before, there's no room for confusion. Mm -hmm. Um, And so then I know exactly what you mean and I know that you're not ignoring me. And I also know that we're not driving each other up a wall. Yeah, that's so good. And I feel like we have like had that conversation a couple of times where I'm like, I'm someone who's like super comfortable in silence. I hate small talk. And so like, (laughs) if I don't have anything to say, like, I'm not going to say anything because then I'm just like, well, my thoughts are just weird and people are going to be confused at what I'm saying. And I don't really like 
just like talking all the time, which is like not bad. And talking all the time is also not bad. It's just like, I love silence and I'm like very comfortable in silence. Mm. But I also recognize that like most people are not comfortable in silence all the time. And so like, I was just thinking actually we were, (laughs) okay. So I didn't even like say this at all. We were actually going to record this. Was that two weeks ago when you guys were here? Yeah. Yeah. So two weeks ago, um, all three of these girls were here in Colorado visiting me, which was just so fun. Um, And so we're actually going to record this episode when they were here. Um, But anyway, so we were visiting a couple of our friends from college up in Estes Park, which is like probably an hour and a half away from where I live in Colorado. Mm -hmm. And so we got like done hanging out with them probably at like 1030-ish or whatever. And so still like an hour and a half on the way back. I had been with people all week and I was like (laughs) driving very late at night and so I was just like in a very like if I was by myself I would have like probably not listened to any music I probably would have just like sat in silence by myself you know but also it was like late at night so I had to like stay awake but I I think I told Meg I was like I think I'm just gonna like turn on some like chill vibe music and like Meg and I love listening to music together because we have a very like similar taste yes and so I told you, I don't remember exactly what I said, but I was just like, I'm good with just like listening to music on the way back so you can like sleep or just like hang out or whatever. Yeah. And, um, and then, but then I was also like playing music that I knew that you would enjoy. And so I think it was like kind of a good, like Janae gets to like, you know, process the day, but also we're still like connecting in a way that like we connect through music. And then we would like talk about, oh, this song or whatever every once in a while. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like it's just so important to like find those like middle ground because like yeah. I would have been so comfortable sitting in silence but I know you wouldn't have and so like, I been finding, like what's happening you'd what's been wrong? like I need to talk about something <laughs> even though we've been together for the last 36 hours <laughs> yeah but yeah I think that's so good yes yeah. and that's a perfect example of just being like let's listen to music because then I'm not confused about mm-hmm. like are you mad at me because I definitely think like on the flip side, um, I love to talk, but I think my, my three really kicks in for in a negative way of like, if I don't know what's happening, I assume that maybe I did something wrong or that like somebody's Mm. mad at me or there's just like something I'm missing. And so I think that, um, just not being in the loop is like a really big frustration for me as a three. And I think just me as a person. Um, (laughs) so if you're like, so if you're, hey, the person who's listening to this, um, if you are uh, dating a three or your friends with a three or your parents are a three or whatever it may be, um, I think it just is really easy to be like, oh, if you like Janae, like how we mentioned music, like if you like to just shut up and be alone with your thoughts, um, a good way to like find a common ground is to like watch a funny show together, listen mm-hmm. to music or like maybe, oh, hey, like, do you want to come over and we can like read a book? You know, I don't know. Yeah. Do people do that, but yeah. Um, just Dude, that's like my ideal date situation. <laughs> Here, <laughs> literally, you just come to, to my this. house. Listen to yes. this. Okay. Yeah, come on over. Have a glass of wine, open a book, sit out on the balcony as the sun sets. Don't talk to me. <laughs> like, that's <laughs> literally the ideal date situation. <laughs> See, and I have my, like, my worst date situation especially when just getting to know somebody is like going to a movie because I'm like this tells me nothing about you Mm -hmm. other than maybe what you find funny and yes and actually I have to I have a question I'm asking everyone this so as a type three as we're talking about things that like fulfill you make you joyful make you feel valued as a person what would be your like ideal date or like you know day out with the girls like what would be your ideal time 
Okay, so I would say for for my ideal like romantic date, you know, I don't know what as opposed to what other kind of date. Like, um, I don't. You make a good point. You make a good point. <laughs> That's why she's the lawyer. Um, right. <laughs> <laughs> I would say my ideal romantic date and the only kind of date because that's the only one that exists um oh good lord (laughs) my ideal ideal date would be something where um we are able to like talk but also something that we can focus on when it gets awkward because like let's be real it will and Mm -hmm. so honestly like a dinner date for me is perfect because like you can't constantly be talking when you're eating or when you're drinking or something. And so like a dinner date or going out to coffee, I really like, I also, from the perspective of a three know exactly, like, I know what happens when you sit down at a restaurant, like the waiter's going to come say, hi, I'm going to order a Dr. Pepper. We're just going to start chatting. <laughs> well, you love your you know Dr. Pepper. <laughs> I do. Dr. Pepper sponsors this podcast. Um, <laughs> but like when I go out for coffee I know that I'm going to order I'm going to sit down with you I'm going to drink it hopefully not super fast that I have something to do with my hands Mm -hmm. (laughs) so I'm not just staring at you and I know it's going to last about an hour and like that's kind of how I feel about dinner like I know what an expectation is but if you take me hand gliding I don't know what's happening what do (laughs) I wear I don't know what earrings to wear do my shoes match the hang glider what's happening I don't well, know it's hard because you have to wear hoops on a date obviously exactly. and this is another good thing to know about Meg like <laughs> hoops all the time so do you wear hoops hang gliding because you have to wear them do I have to wear my big hoops or my small hoops I think you um, go with the small hoops because I think that could be super dangerous actually. <laughs> <laughs> but for real but like swimming on the first date I don't know that's like a meme but um <laughs> if we go like rock climbing if we go hiking <sighs> on a first date oh you're ugh. speaking my language girlfriend see, that sounds this, so fun see that's my worst nightmare because not yeah. only do I have to impress you that I'm physically fit but I also <laughs> need to look good while doing it and I can't even complain a little so it's really not good <laughs> actually that is like your least ideal situation <laughs> oh my sweet sweet Janae like she mentioned we were visiting our friend who'd been in Estes Park I love you all so dearly that I suffered through that hike. I would never have chosen to do that on my own. But because I love you, I will do that. Anyway, moral story is if you are still listening to this and you're still somehow interested in dating me, don't take me hiking. (laughs) Take her to coffee. Yeah, take her to coffee for for sure. So follow-up question to the follow-up question. What are you as a type three like on a first date? I'm super curious. Like, are you usually the one actually I know this but this is me telling my listeners this are you usually the one who's like initiating the conversation are you kind of the one who like you know keeps it going or like what's it like I think that I definitely go back and forth between those two roles I love to initiate but I also think this is where like my Christianity definitely comes into play Mm -hmm. um, because I want to see you lead as a man I want to see you um, initiate because honestly like initiation is the first test Um, and if you can't pass that like that ain't it chief and this is a bit of a a bit of a soapbox here but like On the beginning, once you're getting and starting to date someone, like if he can't initiate in the beginning, it's not as much of a big deal because it's you texting first, which is a pretty nominal thing. But when you're married and he won't initiate changing a diaper or won't initiate having really difficult conversations about finances, it really becomes a burden. And so those are kind of things that I have a tendency to look for. And I think that's not just a three thing. I think that's kind of an every, every, every Christian girly thing. Um, but I think I definitely 
like to allow for the other person to lead. Um, I like to sometimes joke around saying that I'm like the hyper alpha where I don't (laughs) just come in and lead everything. I come in, let some other dummy be the, be the alpha of the group. And I just kind of have a tendency to like, especially in group project situations or whether it's on a date, like in this example, um, obviously it'd just be me and the other person. There's not like a right. group, <laughs> group project. <laughs> um, <laughs> surprise. Um, this is actually a group date and you have failed the first test. Some bachelor uh, <laughs> type stuff there. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. No. <laughs> I definitely have a tendency to um, notice what other people are doing and notice that if my date, um, when I get excited, gets excited with me, or if that is really intimidating for them. Mm. Um, And so kind of, I like to be a bit of a uh, a a thermometer, a little bit of a thermometer um, in those situations and acknowledging like, okay, like when us four hang out, Um, I definitely am the one that will get the ball going and start a conversation, but I can also acknowledge that sometimes you like to be, to like, just relax. And sometimes Danny just likes to take a nap, you know, or whatever the situation (laughs) may be. That's a, that's good. Yeah. I feel, (laughs) so I am on a date. (laughs) I feel like I, well, I'm just like kind of quieter in general. I feel Mm -hmm. like, like I like to ask really deep questions because like I said, I hate small talk. So if I'm on a date, I hate small talk, which is like, especially on a first date, what are you supposed to talk about? It's like all you talk about, the weather. Right. And so I usually just ask like a super deep question and then I listen to them talk for an hour. (laughs) It's pretty great. Um, (laughs) That's my ideal situation. See that? (gasps) My worst fear. Like I don't, like, could you, I just, Janae, like I could not imagine like Ordering the coffee, sitting down with my ice caramel latte, sitting across from a very, very beautiful Christian man, and him being like, oh, how's your day? Good. How's your day? Good. Um, what are your deepest ambitions? <laughs> I'd be like, to leave right now. Well, I'm where so are you sorry. going from? How was your day? Good. How was your day? Good. What else are you supposed to talk about? Then the actual stuff. I feel stuff, like you, you gotta know? you gotta peel the onion. Peel the yeah, onion. Yeah, I guess. You know? I guess. But also, then I don't have to go on multiple dates if I know he ain't the one. That's you know what I'm saying? True. I don't gotta waste my time. Also, have true. you ever gone on a coffee date and not gotten coffee? No. Okay, I have. It was weird. Anyways, um, yeah, it was a weird situation. <laughs> I'll tell you about that later. Anyways. <laughs> What are we even talking about? Wow, this just turned into a dating podcast, something that I know nothing about, but ain't no thing. Yo, coaches don't play, Janae. <laughs> you're right, you're right. No, it's you actually it. interesting because something I've talked about in my section too is like a lot of people see me as like a very like big like advice giver. Like m- like all of my friends who are in like serious relationships come to me often for like relationship advice, even though like I've never actually been in a serious relationship. Um, which is like very interesting to me, but I like kind of love that I get to give advice and then don't have to deal with it in my own life. You know, it's pretty cool. Yes. No, mm-hmm. it's, it's, yes, I definitely get that. And I think that, see, like where that to me as a three would be like so much baggage where I'd be like, I don't have time, <laughs> figure it out. <laughs> I feel like for me, it's like, well, if it gives me the space to talk about something else besides my own issues and my own life, then yeah, <laughs> let's do it, which is obviously that really too. bad. Um, yes. Um. <laughs> it really turned into a, a toxic traits podcast. Um, yeah, I'm working on that. <laughs> but ain't no thing, ain't no thing. I say that too much also, ain't no thing, when like usually it, it is a thing. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> so anything else that you want us to know about a 
three wing two? Um, I would say that um, three wing twos definitely have the ability to come off as really assertive, um, in charge, um, to really just kind of demand a presence in every room to have all eyes on that person um, figuratively or I guess suppose literally. Um, we definitely have a tendency to come in guns a-blazing, um, ready with ideas, ready to share, always willing to be the first person to speak. But um, that wing two really comes into play, like as Danny is a two, I believe, right? Mm -hmm. You'll talk about with her. Um, but definitely that like emotional side has a tendency to come in. And um, obviously the two is the helper. Um, and they're very, you know, caring, generous, um, people pleasing, and you know, in a good way and things like that. And so I definitely would say that for me personally, in public, I'm a very like assertive three, but mm -hmm. when in a deep relationship or, uh, you know, when getting to know me romantically, if we're dating, um, I still do desire that, um, like emotional connection, that emotional, I don't want to say approval, but like affirmation. Yeah. Um, and that, um, in, in broad strokes, I'm not super, um, into like, words of affirmation, which is, of course, you know, the love languages, if anybody's, if you haven't heard of that, feel free to give it a Google. Um, <laughs> I'm not super into that, but I definitely um, do look for how I can help you, but also not in like a how you can help me, but acknowledging and looking and understanding um, and noticing how you help me or how you help those around you um, yeah. and how, or how you aren't um, willing to listen or willing to be the first one to speak or willing to be the first person to listen, um, willing to share or willing to just relax and analyze the situation, whatever it may be. Yeah, that's so good. And I feel like, yeah, you're someone who's just really good at like getting the energy going around either like a topic of conversation or just like, you know, if you're in a room with people who are all just sitting in a circle and staring at each other, which like I literally feel like has happened before in a situation with both of us. Um, I yes. feel like we're thinking of the same thing, but um, <laughs> yeah, like where there's literally just people staring at each other and you're like, all right, let's, let's talk. And then like, you're really good at like giving other people space to talk. Like once mm -hmm. they feel like comfortable to do so, like you're really good at like, not manipulating situations, but just like making a safe environment for people to feel comfortable with like sharing their opinions, sharing their values and things like yeah. that. And just like making space for other voices, like you said, which is a really, really cool trait. Thank you. I think that um, that ability to do that really drives me because I have definitely been in situations where for whatever reason, um, my opinion isn't heard or what I have to say um, is it doesn't matter. And so I really love to be able to, um, you know, kind of take control of a situation. Um, and like, for example, I lead a couple of small groups. And so when you're learning about Jesus and you're learning about in a small group, like you can get really vulnerable really fast. Mm -hmm. And so in that specific scenario, um, or if it's just a circle of people and we're all staring at each other, um, <laughs> whatever it may be, I definitely like to, to reel it in, um, start with a little blurb or something, um, be vulnerable myself, um, but not super overindulgent where it's like, you're all my free therapists, <laughs> um, <laughs> but just like start the vulnerability and then give space for other people to do that as well, because it's so difficult to just come in and be vulnerable on your own. 
But when somebody does it first, it can feel a little bit easier. And oftentimes in vulnerability, you can identify a lot with other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dang, that's so good. Well, cool. I don't think I have anything else, but thank you so much for coming on today and sharing your thoughts and getting me sidetracked and, you know, <laughs> nothing better. <laughs> oh, Janae, I absolutely have loved being here. Um, you're, you're the best. I just love you so much. Oh, I love you too. Come I'm back. I'm so proud Come of you. Come back and visit physically um, and on my podcast. <laughs> uh, Otherwise, I'll see I you will in do both. Except, lol. See you at Christmas. Bye. Forever. But actually, for real though. (laughs) But I no, actually, I would love to come back as soon as Corona clears up. But I would love to be on your podcast every week. So, yeah, we'll find uh, lots to talk about. I'm sure. (laughs) Dating podcast. Here we go. We could probably just like not even plan anything and then just start talking, and people would be like, "This is the best podcast ever." Yeah, people tell me that in real life all the time. They're like, Meg, you're so beautiful, amazing, fantastic, and you're oh, thank you. Thank you so much. And super humble. I don't know. <laughs> How, I love God it. may be lactose intolerant because if I wasn't, I would be the full package. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is that a good thing to be lactose intolerant? No. It limits your options. Oh, I was like, wait, <laughs> I'm like, don't start it. It sucks. <laughs> oh, man. Exactly. Just as you talked in your last week's podcast. Yeah. Hey, talked about all of my, Love. I was just telling my roommate about that tonight, actually. I was like, I have a really restrictive diet and it sucks, but it's mm-hmm. fine. <laughs> I do be like that. It's also fine. Oh. Anyways, well. But for real, for real, Janae, I'm so grateful to be here and this was so, so fun. And if any beautiful godly men are watching or listening to this, <laughs> hit her up. My DMs are literally open. So hit her up. Spanish, especially, you do get brownie points. True. Yeah, guys, she's the best. So for real, slide in. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to end this off. But if you don't have anything else, thanks for coming in. Yes. Thanks, Janae. I love you so much. All right. So our last guest for this um, week's episode is Danny Bina. And so Danny, if you want to take a minute to just introduce yourself and your type and tell us a little bit about yourself. Yes. Okay. Hello. Hello. I'm Danny. <laughs> <laughs> um, longtime friend of Janae. Super fortunate to be able to be roommates freshman year of college. And then this past semester, um, really great friend, super glad we can talk right now. Um, I will be graduating in a year, which is very odd to me. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I'm studying marketing and Chinese. And what I want to do with that exactly, I'm not completely sure. But I'm feeling good that I have a broad degree and it will equip me to have many options. So because I do not know one exact thing I want to do, I'm I'm not upset about it. So yeah, (laughs) I'm feeling good. Yeah. Nice. What is your type Enneagram type? My Enneagram type is a type two wing three. So type two is the helper. And then type two wing three is more specifically the hostess. So um, I did my research, and <laughs> by definition, a two um, usually they're very empathetic and sincere and warm-hearted. Um, other words are 
or traits <laughs> are generous, uh, self-sacrificing, sentimental, people-pleasing. Um, their basic fear is of being wanted or that they are unworthy of being loved. And their basic desire is to feel love. Nice. Um, I think my Enneagram test nailed me. <laughs> Whenever <laughs> I read something about a two, I'm like, ooh, yes, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have like specific examples of things in your life that you've seen like, hmm, that, that really checks out? Um, I used to have a really hard time, and sometimes it's still hard, uh, saying no to stuff. Um, I also really love to help people. So the helper, I mean, that it just fits really well. And going forward in my life too, I would like to do something helpful. Like I could see myself working um, in or with a nonprofit. And um, on a smaller scale, I and my close friends know this. Some people have called me a mini Walgreens. I like to have everything I or anyone could ever need in my purse or backpack or traveling. Um, and so when I read things about like being helpful or stuff like that, or I wandered a little bit, but saying mm -hmm. no uh, used to be really hard for me. Um, so I would overcommit or overstretch myself, but I'm also pretty extroverted. So I really enjoy being with other people and helping other people. But sometimes, I mean, too much of a good thing can also be bad. So then I would just run myself up until empty, um, which I realized within the past couple of years is not very healthy. And I, that's not, um, the best thing for me but my <laughs> <True>. tendency <laughs> I like to do a lot and I like to help so yeah cool so like I think you kind of touched on this a little bit but in terms of like challenges or you know kind of those like stress areas according to your type what have mm -hmm. you seen that you're kind of like hmm I do kind of like struggle in this area yeah um I think I also looked it up um, for the specifically type two wing three, when they're moving in the direction of stress, they become aggressive is what it said. <laughs> and I don't think very often I become aggressive. No, I would not say it at all. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think sometimes in myself, I can tell like when I get stressed, um, I'm just, I'm less patient for sure. And just thinking about a situation over and over again. Um, and for me, sometimes when I get stressed, I might become more direct than I would be if I wasn't. So <laughs> okay. I don't yeah. think that's necessarily aggressive. Um, but that might be something that's challenging. And also I would say I'm a pretty passionate person. <laughs> so <Also> true. <laughs> and occasionally loud. So sometimes <laughs> really? when I get never. stressed or upset, yeah, <laughs> that can happen. So I wouldn't say like I'm completely aggressive, but I can see where that tendency would probably come from or so do you know you know how there's like arrows Gretch was telling me about this so yeah. like mm -hmm. is that what 
um, That's number is in that? in the direction of an eight. An eight, okay. And then do you know what your like growth area is? Yes. Um, when I am headed in a direction of growth, it looks like a four. And okay. it said, to, so like the description to back that up said that twos headed in the direction of growth become more self-nurturing and emotionally aware. Um, so like a healthy four. And for me, okay. that really makes sense. Um, how I had said, it's hard for me to say no and rest and intentional <laughs> rest is hard for me. So when it said becoming more healthy is looks more like self-nurturing, that made a lot of sense because that is hard for me to do. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Mm -hmm. What's yeah. like the most maybe like surprising thing that like upon like research about your type that you've kind of found or like things that you maybe didn't realize about yourself until you kind of like read like hmm. <laughs> yeah I think um it was interesting to see that things I didn't completely realize about myself um other people were that similar or that this was a type that this was hmm. a common pattern in other people as well like wanting yeah, to be this prepared and helpful or like caring about people this much or also having like a hard time to say no to people so like things that I wasn't hyper aware of but knew about myself then to be able to like see that in a pattern and see like oh no that's not abnormal and that's not wrong <laughs> um, yeah that there are other people like that and so just I think that's also and in college I also um, realized that I'm more sensitive than I thought I was in high school and in high school I saw that <laughs> as a weakness and I've come to see that as a strength and mm -hmm. so not a weakness Absolutely. and a lot of that I think empathy um, is something I really feel like I align with from my, what my type would say, like twos are very empathetic um, and not just to align myself completely with my type, but I would say I am a pretty empathetic person and mm -hmm. sensitive. And <laughs> so <laughs> coming to terms with that and seeing like, no, that's not bad there is a pattern there are other people like that and that's okay not saying it's better than anybody else but knowing that that's how I am and that's not strange was really <laughs> a cool thing to like read and research and then I follow a couple Enneagram pages on Instagram I think some of them recommended by you and so to just <laughs> see like um, consistent content about other types and then your type it's either like I said, I'll read something and be like, oh, yes. Yes, I know what that's <laughs> talking about for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's so interesting because I feel like, like, the word sensitive, I feel like it has such, like, a negative connotation with it. But, like, mm -hmm. it just means that, like, you feel things and, like, you actually feel them and, like, you mm -hmm. respond to them. <laughs> Whereas, yes. like, when people are like, you're just so sensitive all the time. Like, not that people say that to you, but, like, anyone mm -hmm. who says, like, you're so sensitive, it's, like, okay like sorry that I feel things right and like that yeah. I deal with my emotions unlike me where I don't deal with my emotions <laughs> but I'm actually like super sensitive person so. yeah yeah well it was hard for me at first and I think we've talked about this before too um 
because I had close friends that to me in high school were really sensitive. And I was like, okay, well, why are you getting so upset? Why are you like this? And then I was like, wow, I'm also kind of like that. And I should really (laughs) stop making them feel bad because I wouldn't want them to do that to me. And nobody, or it hasn't happened too often, (laughs) but um, nobody wants to be cry shamed. And it's not even just that you don't, you can be sensitive and not cry all the time. Like those aren't right. always coinciding right. things. But also but crying is such a normal emotion and like I will reaction, never like, cry shame. Yes. <laughs> yes. And I know that about you and I appreciate that because anytime I cry, you say, cry some more. <laughs> get it out. Sometimes you just need to get it out and then yeah. move on. Or even if you don't process through crying, something my mom told me, which has been so helpful is just to talk to someone about what's going on inside of your head because once you get it out it feels like it has much less power over you just by mm. talking about it and so That's a lot good. of times sometimes for me I need a good cry to just let it yes. out and then move on <laughs> mm, we're getting some wise words from mama Bina okay yes. oh. <laughs> thanks Rebecca <laughs> amazing Yeah, that's so good. Okay, so my next question. Okay, so in terms of like communication, it's a word that we (laughs) we don't use, but like (laughs) in terms of communication, if we are having, like you and I are having Mm -hmm. a tough conversation that's not just like we had right before this, like how was your day? Or I guess we had kind of a deep conversation before this, but like, you know, like things like when I would come home from a day or whatever and get to our house Mm -hmm. and be like, how's your day? If it's like a deeper conversation that requires thought and like emotions on both of our part, like what is something that's good for me to know, like that makes you feel like valued in those conversations or like something that helps you communicate um, through those like tougher conversations. For example, like for me, I need people to like be direct to me and like be honest with me. Um, Mm -hmm. Like what are things for like your type, do you think? I think something that I have read though is... um sense twos do care so much about other people and that a big flaw is sometimes forgetting about themselves like being affirmed is really like that's what twos want like they want to like feel love and also like hear that probably um which also is now making sense to me because on love languages, words of affirmation is huge for me. (laughs) So it's all just tying together. But um, I think like, but also I feel like a lot of twos like wouldn't say that all the time because they care so much for a lot of people. So they wouldn't say like, oh, I really need this. But when they hear that, it feels really good. So when someone like praises, and it's not even that, I need constant compliments or like (laughs) lifting up, but like in a maybe tough conversation, something just like phrases or just like genuinely hearing that person and maybe vocalizing that. So saying like, oh, that's really valid or um, I hadn't thought about it that way or something like that. I also, I feel like especially recently too, do appreciate direct comments or being direct in like hard conversations especially ones where I feel like I'm learning a lot like Mm. I want it I want it straight um if it's more emotional um 
sometimes being direct is challenging. Um, Mm -hmm. But so I think if it is a more emotional thing, maybe just like I said, saying like, oh, that's really valid or I hadn't thought of it that way. Like, thank you for even like sharing that or telling me that or like, I really appreciate that you said that or I really appreciate that you're able to tell me that stuff like that. I feel like just affirming things or affirming what they're saying, which I feel like would be helpful to any type or most people when having a hard (laughs) conversation. But for twos that often like give out that like or easily express that empathy and compassion to like feel that reciprocated or like have that displayed to them would be really great. Okay, so my next question, um, these are, so I kind of gave like in my little segment a list of things that like make me feel like seen as a type five wing six or like Mm -hmm. things that people can do to like respect me and like what I need as a type five. So like, for example, like respecting my alone time or like recognizing the fact that like I need to recharge for sometimes hours on end and things like that. So are there any things that like as a type two that people can do or like understand about you to make you feel like valued in, you know, what you need or what challenges you as a type two? Um, hmm. That's okay if there's not anything either. <laughs> a little repetitive but if anything it would just be like maybe like check-ins like how are you how like which I feel like my close friends are very good at um but because twos like definition of twos again this I mean you could be a two and this could not be what you're like so (laughs) I guess I'm speaking generally right now but um they are helpers and they care so much about other people. So they're not, so like Janae, you just said like your alone time, like that's very important to you. And I've like grown to learn that about you. Um, Like that's not something that is my first priority. And I think my sophomore year of college, I lived in a suite. So I had three other roommates, but I had my own room. And that was very ideal for me, actually, because (laughs) I could super easily go see someone, go talk to someone. But I also learned that year, wow, it is kind of nice to have your own room sometimes. (laughs) Like if I just want to take a nap or if I don't want to watch a show when they are, like I don't have to. Um, Mm -hmm. So there's been a couple times in over the last three years where I've learned or had periods where I was like, hmm, I should rest right now. I think I need to get better at make it a consistent thing. Like this yeah. past um, summer, I was really involved with serving at church and I loved it. And so I would get up, attend the 830 service and then serve at the um, 945 and 11 because I just loved it. Um, but so then that meant I got to church at like eight and didn't get home until like 
12 30 or 1. so i was pretty tired by the time i got home but i loved it so much um so i would serve and then i would come home and i would take a nap and i was like mm, this is going to be my rest and so that was like a very small start but like a good step for me that was um, good. I remember because like the first couple of weeks that we started like serving on that schedule um, for mm-hmm. people listening, we like served in different areas, but during the same times. And then I remember like sometimes you and Meg would be like, let's go get coffee after. I'd be like, absolutely not. I am <laughs> going to bed for the rest of the day. And then you're like, I'm going to start taking a nap. And I was like, oh, go off. <laughs> go off yeah. with your bad self. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I guess making sure your type two friends are taking that time for themselves and taking that time to process things also. This was really interesting. I read a post um, and this page, it was an Enneagram account on Instagram that had a post for every type and it was like how to handle like emotional pain. Um, And I was like, "Hmm, interesting. And (laughs) So one of the things Run. that said was that for real, I know I was like, Bye, ah, my favorite, <laughs> but it said that twos feel a pull because they at some point want all of the emotional pain to leave because it feels too much to carry while at the same time they want to feel deeply with others. And one of the best things they can do is continue to like care for themselves when they're feeling that emotional pain. And I was like, wow, that's so true because sometimes, I mean, everybody knows pain and knows that it hurts, but something I guess that I've recently experienced is that it's just overwhelming sometimes. And I remember talking to you about being afraid that I was like, (laughs) gonna be like numb because I didn't wanna deal with what I was feeling. So that exactly like, hmm, sometimes it can be too much that they just don't don't wanna feel anything, but also, the flip side of that and also what I know about myself is that I definitely could not be numb since I am sensitive and emotional and I feel Mm -hmm. so much so I think you and someone else were like there's no way you're gonna be numb Mm -hmm. Um, I was like girl you're crazy that's just making sure that you're I know (laughs) that like your type two friends are I guess processing and taking care of themselves in that way Mm, that's good so is it better for like in your personal opinion for people to like intentionally be like are you taking care of yourself are you processing your emotions or do you like prefer more subtle like things I think I would maybe prefer something more subtle just asking me how like a specific situation is going or Mm -hmm. how like you're doing in regards to I think something more specific because something more direct like that would probably make me be like oh my gosh I think I am but now I don't know Um, (laughs) probably (laughs) or like questions that I don't like like "Mm, what do you want to do in the future (laughs) I would need something more indirect than that but that's like a personal thing that is a question I've learned to never ask ever (laughs) just kidding I ask like once a year or something (laughs) just to make sure you know yeah that's that's enough (laughs) (laughs) yep because I figure like if you have something to update me on like you'll probably tell me and you usually do you're like, hey, this opportunity kind of popped yes. up. And so I'm like, mm-hmm. might as well not stress you out more. <laughs> okay, so my last question, and I asked everyone this, is what would your, as like a type two and like things that 
fulfill you and bring you joy and make you happy and like fill you up as a type two what would be your like ideal date or like day out with the girls and you can really go off with this one like you know this is your dream day my dream day wait okay like date or day with the girls either either one or both either one or both Mm -hmm. oh wow oh my gosh (laughs) I should have given this to you I don't (laughs) you should have um okay time with my girls I love doing something new like when that's why when we visited you in Colorado that was so fun for me just going to all those new places or even when we're in um Winona too where we were like let's go to lacrosse and like find something for the day um this this is challenging for me to relate back to my type because I don't just want to say I want to go volunteer like I mean I think that's really fun and I do love volunteering um um I really like being outside especially recently um I think when we were hiking um in Colorado or Winona just like being outside and the conversation that comes there and just like conversation when talking with good friends, but just like seeing like God's creation and everything around us. It's just like, feels so humbling and it's so beautiful. Um, And so that gives me a lot of joy. I mean, and I feel like that could be like with friends or on a date, like outside, just on a walk or whatever. Um, I really like that. And I think, I mean, words of affirmation isn't always in conversations, but <laughs> sometimes it can be. So that <laughs> I feel like really ties in and like feels, I don't know, I like that too. Um, yeah, that was really vague and like a not great answer. But pretty <laughs> okay. much I like to be outside and I talk a lot. So I like to talk with my friends. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Um, what you said, I was thinking about this earlier and I forgot to say it, but we were talking about compliments and how you're like, well, like, you know, they don't have to compliment me all the time, but like compliments, compliments are nice, you know, like, <laughs> don't compliment me. Like I hate yeah. compliments and I don't know what to do with them. And I don't know what to say and like, I get very Just awkward say thank and uncomfortable. You. I know, but like, then where do you go from there? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like we've had this conversation so many times. Anywhere else. Anywhere else. <laughs> <laughs> It's or give them a so compliment weird. back. Like, wow, you look really nice. Thank you. You do too. With a girlfriend, and then we it's stare so at each other. <laughs> well, next time you give me a compliment, I'm gonna be like, "Did you mean that?" <laughs> <laughs> well, like that's when, like, when I give compliments, like they're very like genuine because I know how uncomfortable they make me. So, yeah. like, if I'm so going then to compliment, why? Someone, like, so then, so then, if you give a compliment and it's very genuine, why would you doubt? someone else giving one to you. Well, I don't think it's not genuine. I just think it's awkward. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I think it's very genuine. I I just don't, I just don't appreciate it. (laughs) I would say if you're given a compliment, just say thank you because they're not giving it to you to be like, "Mm, I don't really think this, but I'm just going to say it. (laughs) Yeah, that's a, that's a good rule of thumb. Someone gives you a compliment, say thank you. (laughs) Some wise advice from Danny amazing okay cool well I don't have any other questions for you (laughs) do you have anything else for me I think um I was talking with some other people before this just 
they were asking like, oh, like, what are you going to talk about? And I was like, well, our Enneagram type and just like our friendship and with that too. And I think Enneagram type or people like you can be friends with anyone. Like mm-hmm. it's not mm-hmm. like, oh, Janae's a five, we clash. Um, <laughs> we don't, we're very different and we think different <laughs> and need like different times or space like alone time versus not as alone yeah. time um or not as much alone time but um I think also knowing your friends types, and we've found this with Meg and Gretchen and other friends as well like mm-hmm. some things just make more sense about like the way they are or also understanding like what your friends need like you asked in difficult conversations or just at other certain times it just helps you understand your friends more so for us it's been really interesting well thank you so much for coming on today it's been so fun learning about type twos and everything i mean i kind of knew a lot about type twos but giving my listeners a little peek into the type two world yes well thank you for having me i always love talking with you yes come back and come back and visit i told meg come back and visit on my podcast and also physically in colorado too also in your home yes (laughs) Yes. well i will well okay i'm gonna end this off but again thank you so much for coming on this has been so fun of course all right y'all so that is all i have for you for this episode and just listening back to these conversations it was just so much fun and just really just insightful to hear from each of these ladies and i'm glad that you guys got to see into our friendship a little bit each one is very different as you can tell um but it was just so fun and thank you ladies so much for being my first guest on my podcast i wouldn't have wanted anyone else to be my first guest and so yeah i'm not going to talk any longer because this is already super long But I hope you really enjoyed this and I will talk to you all in my next episode.